Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 243, recorded on August 15th, 2019. On tonight's episode, we discuss brand new game announcements for the Nintendo Switch, Pokemon Masters already having 5 million pre-registrations, Fire Emblem selling like hotcakes, and so much more. Jesse, hit that sweet, sweet music. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's August 15th, and you're listening to episode 242 of Nintendo Dads. I'm Marty Estes, and I'm joined tonight by a colorful cast of creative characters who are chomping at the chance to discuss Nintendo. You thought I was going to pull out some more C words there, didn't you? <laughs> well, I didn't know didn't where work. you were going with that. I don't know. I don't know where I was going, but we're here, and that's the most important thing. Jesse Waldack. Over there in Kansas City, in the middle of a ring of storms. You're like Johnny Cash, except with storms, not fire. How's it going? I'd probably prefer it to be storms versus fire, but yeah, I'm doing good. But speaking of colorful casts, the shirt I'm wearing is... My Hero Academia. My Hero Academia dressed as Power Rangers. Look at that. Where did you get <laughs> that wonderful shirt, if somebody uh, wants well, I don't think it's available anymore because I get most of my shirts from Ripped Apparel, which yep. only has designs up for 24 hours. Yep. They're wonderful. One of I my favorite them. places to go. Yeah. I've got plenty of shirts in my closet from RippedApparel.com. Not sponsored by them, by the way. Just <laughs> like your shirts. Also, all the way from Michigan. Yes. Yes. I'm Michigan so happy. is a city in Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing that nice. sweet Autobot hat. I love it. Yes. Autobot, Optimus Tim Prime. Tim and Jesse, I wanted to ask you, totally off topic here, have you seen the Kickstarter uh, that Hasbro is doing for the largest Transformer of all time? Yes, I have. I saw something about that. It's, it is $600. It awesome. But it's, yeah, it's uh, $549.99. And 8,000 people, 8, people have to pre-order it. At five hundred and forty nine ninety nine for it to, uh, and it's it's got till like August thirty first, and there are only two thousand people in. I was just going to look it up to see. It's that's, Unicron. It's Unicron. It's, it's like a massive movie, movie version Unicron that stands two feet tall. Yes, it's larger than even the largest Transformers they produced so far. Um, more detailed than the toy Even if I was still collecting at this time, like I was back in the early 2000s, mid-2000s, I would be very hard-pressed to spend that much money on this. Yep. Even though it looks amazing. If somebody yep. wants to like pre-order one and uh, send it over to the show, I would gladly Pre review it. Pre-order two. I'll do, yeah, I mean, I'll do whatever. <laughs> yeah. Mysterious benefactors of the <laughs> Nintendo Dance. Uh, well, guys, we've got not a lot to talk about tonight. It's been a very quiet week in the world of Nintendo, um, but that's given us some time to play some games, and we're going to get into that here in a little bit. But first, let's get into a little bit of news, shall we? And as always, our news is brought to us by you over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads. Amen! 
Uh, yeah, see, babies, all of you over there at the Patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads, you just over there making our day, raining down those dollars upon dollars as we get over here and find all the plunders for you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it is very, very difficult to do what we do, and we could not do it without you because, as the song says, we just the working man. We just a bunch of working men trying to get things done. You know what I'm saying? Ten. Let me ask you a question, buddy. Yes. You there, baby? Yes. All right. Go so for it. the thing is, is when you're out there in the working world and you're getting the plunder, you also uh, is a working for Nintendo Dads. Is that right? That is correct. And Jesse, you you doing the same thing, driving all around in your Amazon automobiles, delivering the packages. Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, In addition so see, to my full-time we got, gig. We got other things going on <laughs> as well. See, it's hard to be the American dream and also play all these video, video games. But we do it for you. And we do it because we love all of our fans, especially our Patreon over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dad, where for a little, a little as a dollar a month, baby, you can be part of the magic here with the American dream. And so rush over there right now. If you're listening and you're not a patron, rush over patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads and drop a dollar in there and come join us in that Discord chat. I don't even know how it works. I don't even know how. I just I just go, I open up my phone and I tippy type in there and then <laughs> I connect to y'all. It's weird. I, I didn't grow up in this kind of era. Or go over there and, and be a patron of the show. Even if even if you wanna you wanna throw a little bit more money the dream way, you can do that too. All right. So patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dad. Thank you to our brand new patrons. I'm gonna tell you who they are, guys. Thank you so very much to Dakota Falk and Joe Hansen for being our new patrons. Uh, we love you guys, especially. We really love all you guys who've been in this for so long and been uh, been supporters of the show for a really long time. And uh, we are going to be getting around in the coming weeks to uh, having our producers on as guests again. And so if you're a Patreon producer, shoot us an email. Let us know a scheduled time, a scheduled Thursday night that would be good for you. And we will work you into the schedule and we will get you back on the show. We need to do that. But, hey, uh, I don't know what just happened. Like, I went to sleep for a few minutes. and Dan says, oh, just, yes. just tuning in. Is this the right podcast? <laughs> yeah, and, uh, I don't know. I don't know. And the music Let's ended just naturally, just when you went back in, out of character, back into your normal persona. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. I don't know neither do I. Our persona. It, it, this, that would just be my yeah. love. Like, if I'm in a persona game, my persona is Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> sure, why not? Yep. No, I would... I would be okay with that. If they wanted to make a game about somebody whose persona was Dusty Rhodes, yes, let's do it. Uh, let's talk about some news real quick. Uh, not a lot going on this week, but uh, we do want to highlight a couple of uh, game announcements that we think that you guys will be interested in, uh, mainly because we're interested in them, and I think that um, it's good for us to highlight some games every now and then. So uh, Shantae 5 is coming out. This is not new news, uh, but we've known this for a while, that uh, Way Forward and uh, the guys over there are working on the next Shantae. Uh, but it now has an official title. It is no longer just Shantae 5. It is Shantae and the Seven Sirens. Swapped out one number for another? Yeah. It's not <laughs> the Five Sirens. It is the Seven Sirens. There's still no release date uh, on this. 
But uh, I would imagine 2019 is probably what they're shooting for. It wouldn't surprise me if it goes into spring next year. You think? It just seemed like so much, like, they're, they announced it, and then they, like, they immediately did, like, the so-and-so animated the, the you know, the... The, I don't know. Well, the, beginning, the end of the like, year seems packed, so I won't be uh, I won't be heartbroken if they delay it a little. <laughs> no, no, there's, there's plenty to play through the rest of the year. But I'm just, I, like I said, I think it, it's still going to be 2014. Right. Uh, now, Jesse, I know you're interested, Shante. Yeah, I'm interested. I I, I haven't. See, I I think I've tried playing every game, and the first two didn't like click with me well, and I got most of the way through the third, and I beat the fourth. So okay, Tim, have you? played any of these games i have not what? i've been i've admired them from the outside it's just one of those ones i never got around to playing you, look you definitely got to play um what was the one that was just on the wii u or did it make the port too it, uh not, not half genie hero but the one before that pirate's curse pirate's curse yeah um i don't see that I was originally on 3ds um, yeah, they all look great. I always want to You play definitely got to play like Pirate's Curse and Have Genie Hero have some of the best. Yeah. Pirate's Curse is on the Switch. Okay, they have they have some of the best like control and animation in any game. Like it's And they're Metroidvania so, type games, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. You yeah, and it, more so than the Metroidvania like more so than the Metroidvania where like everything is connected. In these games, you go into different zones and you have to go back into those zones as the game progresses and like either go and fetch quest or take an item or go fight a new boss or do something like that. And the humor is great, too. There's a lot of humor in these games. Cool. Definitely keeps you coming back. And so definitely check out I both of those. I my Switch list. The very first, like I've got the, uh, the first the, one. On the 3DS the version Wii. certainly was creative with the 3D usage. I'll oh. leave it at that. Okay, nice. <laughs> uh, the uh, uh, maybe the, I'll pick uh, that up for the 3DS then. Came out on the Game Boy Color, right? The original was on the Game Boy Color. Yes, I have that one on um, the Wii U, and it's it's almost unplayable. Yeah, like, I get its charm. I think I I think I bought it on 3DS Virtual Console when that maybe was first I'm, available. Yeah. Uh, so. Anyway, that's out there. Shantae and the Seven Sirens coming soon. Also announced this week, uh, a very welcome return for me and lots of other people apparently online as I've seen a lot of positivity about this. Bubble Bobble for Friends will be coming out uh, November 19th, 2019 in Europe, but will delay its launch in North America until 2020. Uh, but this is basically a revival of the Bubble Bobble series exclusively for Switch. That will include uh, four players simultaneous play, um, most likely via, you know, single Joy-Cons. Um, I am extremely excited about this because I love the Bubble Bobble series. Uh, it's one of the games I remember playing a lot with my mom when I was very young. Uh, and we rented it a ton, like back when you could rent games, you know, from from video stores until they finally were like, we're not paying to rent this anymore. We'll just buy it for you. And so uh, I'm I'm looking forward to this one. I will probably do the uh, digital purchase on November 19th because I can't wait for it. But 
Uh, what what about you guys? Bubble Bobble, is this on your radar? I've never... I, I've tried playing the game, and not much of a fan of it. So I'll probably pass on this. Same. What? What? <laughs> what? No, it wasn't one that I... I have no nostalgia for it, so... Okay. I didn't get into it when it was out, so... I, I learned something this week. I believe thanks to... Uh, well, it was thanks to a myriad of folks on our on our Discord. I learned that it is, it is okay to say that a game is not for you. You don't have to say that it sucks. Unless it's Diddy uh, but now it's just <laughs> going to come up every week now, folks. No, I'm serious. Like, I, I get it. Like, I think for me, the bubble bobble thing, honestly, is um, that I just had nostalgia for it, right? Yeah. But I've played all of there's a there's a a kind of a a a, a universe, I guess, that the game is set in. Because there was also a, a game that was kind of in the same vein for NES called Rainbow Islands. Where instead of shooting bubbles, your characters uh, produced rainbows that they used to kill enemies by dropping them on them. But as well as you had to use them to climb from platform to platform. So and then like on Green Lanterns, but, rain, but colorful. On the TurboGrafx-16, <laughs> there was a game called Parasol Stars that kind of borrowed from the bubble wobble universe as well. And I just, all of those. Yeah. I love all of those. So that's cool. I get it. If it's, if it's not for you, I think I, I fully believe this is not going to be a $60 title. Right. So I think it's probably, you're probably going to be able to get into it pretty easy if you, but, but I think this is one too, that a demo goes a long way. Yeah. Right? And yeah. it's actually a game I haven't, I may have messed around with it once or twice, but it's not one I actively went out when I was younger to go buy. And it's and it's not one that I think of today. So right. I'm not saying it sucks or that, you well, know, it's not for me. And <laughs> it's just, as I, I just never Justin, grabbed me. So I haven't tried to play it. As Justin pointed out on our Twitter this week, why is bubble bobble not on the Nintendo switch online app yet? It's on the uh, NES Classic. See, I, I thought that the uh, Arcade Archive might have had an arcade version release, but they didn't even do that yet either. So, you know, it's interesting to me that all of those, the, the, all of the games that are on the NES Classic have not yet made their way over to Nintendo Switch Online. We'll get into that later, though. I think there's there's some talk that we're going to have about SNES and things like that. But we'll bring it back. So those are those are some games coming out. We think that uh, you need to be on the lookout for, as well as uh, we uh, or a few of us, Justin and myself included. I don't know about the rest of you guys, are super hyped for Astral Chain. It looks amazing, and early reviews of it uh, and early thoughts on it are coming out right now, and uh, people are are speaking very highly of it so far. Uh, but it is now available for preload on the switch. If you are interested in that, I believe it's nine, almost 10 gigabytes, uh, for preload, but you can go ahead and do that. I had mine pre-ordered through GameStop. And so, uh, which was the first time I've been in GameStop in like five months <laughs> was to go in and get Fire Emblem and 
Astral Chain, and I wanted them physical in case I hate them, and then I will trade them back in and get money. Good call. <laughs> Good call. I think yeah, tomorrow I'm, I'm going to go. Yeah, I don't know. This may not be news, but it's something I think that we should talk about here since we're talking about GameStop, is that GameStop is offering uh, $225 right now for the Switch. It's it's a base price of two hundred, but if you're a elite club member or a pro member, you get an extra twenty five, uh, or maybe it's just a deal if you're trading it in. I think it's just a deal at, the, at this point. I don't think you have yeah. To so you get an extra twenty five dollars. So a lot of people, what they're doing is they're going in and they're trading in their old model switch for the new model switch. For seventy five dollars plus the taxes. Yeah, seventy five bucks. One of our own so patrons do that too. Yeah, and so I'm going to go in tomorrow, I think, and ask them about the possibility of doing a um, system transfer in store. I think. And if I've they heard, I've heard, do that, I've heard that stores will let you do that as I, long uh, as you have a source of Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, if they'll let me do that, then I'm all on this. I'm going to get it. Hopefully, the Joy Cons are better. Shellshock Prime says he did a system transfer in store. How long did it take? We'll see if he answers. <laughs> That's what I want to know. Because like, I've got a 400 gigabyte SD card. He says 20 minutes. Oh, but, well, then he probably does. Like, I have. Yeah, but I would imagine it would take you a while longer. So most, yeah, most, that, most of the data would just be copied to the SD card. And then, actually, it uh, probably wouldn't have to copy too much because most of it's already on the SD card. So, yeah. We'll, it's just safe. Let us know right? how long that takes. <laughs> that's he why says I'm, you do. He, he says you still have to re-download all the games, but all your save data will be preserved. Okay, but what? See, I'm worried about Splatoon and Pokemon. Let's go. That's that's the those, two that I'm worried about. Yeah, doing a doing a, a profile transfer should copy those over. Okay, because that's not relying on the cloud. Mm. I, it it still makes me a little wary, even though I know it probably would be just fine. But this this has me worried. That's all. Um, I'm tempted, but I'm probably going to wait. Even though I might not get the full 225, I'll probably wait just to see if there's a bundle or a new, um, um, you know, what you call it first before. I like it. Joy-Con color. New (laughs) color. Yeah, new little promo there. Yes. I really wish they would do the Zoom Zoom one over here. Because my daughter wants a switch, but <laughs> yeah. I think I'm, we talked her out. I think we talked her out of a switch completely the other day. So you need to talk to Perry. He's going to Japan. He's getting one for his daughter. So you need to talk to him and see if he'll get you one. Yeah, just pick me one up, man. You know, yeah. On your tab. So I, I pre-ordered <laughs> the purple orange Joy-Con. So because of that, I'm probably just going to stick with my switch and not worry about any trades. If I didn't do that, then I'd be thinking about doing the that trade yeah. too. But I'll, I'll just squat on mine. And I, wait I like how it. Tim was like, he's going to Japan to get one for his daughter. Like, he's not bringing two of them back so that he can have the Joy-Cons as well. Yeah. You he know, he I mean, probably will be. For just Pierre. You were talking about Pear here, he's, yeah. He's probably got the money. Yes. <laughs> let's just be honest. Shellsock uh, says that him. we need to make you custom Mega Man Joy-Cons in the Pro Controller. I... Yeah. Would love that, and I actually had a link to some not long ago, and they were like two hundred and something dollars, and I Boy. I just can't afford. It. Yeah, yeah, that was like kind of like somebody after last week's show, somebody linked me. It was Ebisel, uh linked me to a more Pico plush. That's, that's three hundred twenty-five dollars. Oh, 
that's it's reversible, but it's handmade. But it's three hundred twenty-five dollars, and I'm out there. Somebody is somebody is out there smoking crack and thinking that somebody's going to buy a three hundred fifty-two dollar or twenty-five dollar more Pico plush. I bet you people are already did. Look, I, Tim is right. People probably have already done it. And I'm anyway, don't surprised it hasn't been C and D yet. Just like Nintendo, there's already two thousand people who bought Unicron. The Nintendo dads, <laughs> Surgeon General's warning. Do not buy a three hundred dollar and twenty five dollar plush that's the size of your shoe or less. It no matter how cool it is, don't do that. Save that money. Buy milk and bread and other things your family need. Ran over. All right. Pokemon <laughs> Masters uh, is coming out soon. It's the newest uh, Pokemon app for mobile devices. And it, as of this uh, this recording, has over 5 million pre-registrations worldwide. I'm uh, it is, like, I have no clue what this game is. I'm too. Uh, it is, it, it, you know, when they announced it back at the uh, the four, like, Pokemon Day or whatever they did, the, uh, where they where they talked about uh, Pokemon Home and all that stuff, that... Um, it, it's basically collecting the the most famous, well-known gym leaders and single characters throughout the the, the series, and bringing them together. Yeah. I'm not exciting. Then you, you awesome. battle them and then you group them together in teams of three and battle them against other teams of three. Oh, okay. Do they fight or po- their Pokemon? Fight? They're Pokemon fights. <laughs> but so. So well, yeah, can they not just have a game where you fight? Uh, that doesn't make much sense. Because well, they they want to get a gotcha system in there. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they gotta they gotta <laughs> get it where you where you you know you could spend real money on a digital skin, which means it character. probably won't be available in Belgium because we've talked about that in the past. Yeah, and it also means that Nintendo will have to produce the percentage rates on those as well, starting very soon. They, they 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 did for Mario, uh, the the Doctor Mario world, so they, they they've done it before, so I'm sure that they'll have no problem doing it again. You know what really sucks about Doctor Mario World is my wife has Doctor Lu- Waluigi and I don't. <laughs> yeah. I tried playing that game again after like a three week break and I'm like, okay, this game isn't fun anymore. Yeah. I'm at, I'm on uh stage one twenty seven. Yeah. I got the one seventy and no, it's more of a slog than anything. Like I get it. It's fun. I think the presentation is done well, but there's some missteps that they make that I really wish that they would correct, but they're not going to because it would cost them money. On it the would game, cause them not to make money. The game wasn't necessarily made for us. You know, because uh, I know that <laughs> it was made because I don't think they people. made it to, for, uh, it's made you for guys people who, who are like willing to, to dump money into it. Yeah. Well, yeah. And also who aren't going to go through and go probably as far as you guys did in the time you did. True. So. True. You're you're right. So uh, if you still haven't registered for Pokemon Masters, you still have time to pre-register. Uh, no word yet on when the app is going to be out. Uh, but maybe soon, uh, who knows? Speaking of 5 million, I also wanted to throw this in here that over 5 million courses have now been uploaded in Super Mario Maker 2 in the span of just over a month and a half. I tried to find numbers to see how many 
Mario Maker one levels were made, and I couldn't find anything. So I was wondering, I was wondering how they would compare over four years of Mario Maker one versus two months of Mario Maker two. It's a good question. That yeah, that's and and think about it. It's going to have, um, it's going to have a much longer tail on it, right? Than, Probably has than Mario of, Maker on the Wii. U. Yeah, I, we haven't heard of units sold yet, but it wouldn't surprise me if if it hasn't already, it definitely will outsell the original, just like every other game that's been on both systems has. Definitely, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it was what two point four million in the first month, right? I don't remember the numbers. <laughs> if we was, talked it about it before, it was either two point four or two point one. It was over two. We talked about it a couple weeks uh, on the show. So, uh, I mean, that's. I mean, it's Mario Maker. It's still there, which means there's there's four million crap levels and one million probably worth playing. <laughs> I think you're being generous. <laughs> I haven't done it much, but I heard that it's actually isn't it curated a lot better than the first game. I, I think so. As as somebody who's still playing it like on a every other day basis, at, at least, it, I think it is. Cool. Uh, I, I think I think they're doing a great job with it. I, there's still some things I'd like to see, um, especially like the other day, um, we wanted to just play some levels together at home, like me and my wife and my son, and you can't do that. Mm. You know, you can't even do that through, through like, you can't just hop in and have three Joy-Cons connect and go play some levels in on the internet, you know? Well, like They said they were going to fix that, right? That was the whole thing. They thing. are, but, like, it's okay. They knew that that was, like, the number one thing that people wanted fixed, right? right? And so I'd be kind of hoping that they would be on that immediately. I know well, that sounds very entitled. We're just a month out, but it's still, like, you like. We went in to play, and we were going to have a good time. It was like, why can I not play together? Why can we not play together? Oh, yeah, that's because their internet sucks. The, the way they implemented this sucks. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe, you never know, maybe they'll drop it at the next Direct. Say, hey, here's your update. What I'm hoping that they do is drop in in Mario, Mario 2 at the same time. In other styles. Oh, yes. Right? Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yes. At Mario 2 at the same time. Uh Fire Emblem Three Houses has uh, come up quite a bit on the show lately, as well as other Nintendo shows. Uh, lots of people are talking about it. It's one of the best games that Nintendo has released for the Switch this year. Uh, and I, it has made me a uh, yay-sayer from a naysayer. And I haven't uh, actually we been about thinking it. about getting this, too, but I just have so much other stuff in the backlog. Yeah, we, we were talking about the show. And future, and, future purchases, so yeah. it's still on the back burner. And that's the thing is like the switch is so loaded right now. Even if you're playing, like if you're playing role playing games, if you're playing RPGs, you know, with with Final Fantasy seven and nine and ten and ten two, uh, and didn't twelve come out as well? Yeah, and I didn't buy any of them. Yeah, so there, I mean, there's <laughs> five the huge games right there. Uh, Grandia is coming out. The Grandia collection's coming out soon. That it's gonna I be am, forty bucks. That I am getting. I'm gonna um, tomorrow. And well, this is why I'm not getting Astral Chain because I'm playing Fire Emblem, right? And I want to finish Fire Emblem, 
So yeah. I'm not going to get another big game until I'm done with Fire Emblem. And, and that's probably what I should do too, but I can't help it. Well, you got yours pre-ordered already. Well, I got, yeah, I mean, I had enough money from trading in games to get Fire Emblem and Astral Chain. Yeah, I, I probably would have done the same thing. So, and that, I mean, it was it was kind of a win-win because both those games were ones I'm not sure about, and so if it's not a if, if it's not something I like, I'll just trade it back in and get get some and recoup some of it. But uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses. Uh, not only is it extremely popular, it's also the fastest selling Fire Emblem game in the United States uh, ever. Uh, that has been announced this week. But to kind of break down those numbers, uh, Fire Emblem Awakening is uh, still has more lifetime sales than Three Houses, but it's expected that uh, that number will rise higher than Awakening. Awakening sold uh, 2.1 million units. Here in the United States, it's probably the most popular. No, the 2.1 million is life is worldwide. Is worldwide okay? Yeah. All right, it's it's probably the most popular uh, Fire Emblem. I think probably because of Crom and Lucina and their inclusion in Smash. Um, Awakening. Yeah, the most popular because oh, I thought it was because up until uh, now, up until Three Houses. Right, I thought Awakening was most popular because it was the most. Uh, the most effort they put into that one thinking it was going to be the last one. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, and then it came out like, and it surprised people. <laughs> yeah. And people right. bought it too, probably because originally starting off probably like, Oh, this can be the last one. So I should buy it. If they knew that at that time, I don't know, but um, it, at this time, I don't time, think they made that public. I think that was, okay. just yeah. that was a later thing. Okay. Yeah. At, at this time, we don't know how many units Fire Emblem Three Houses has sold, except uh, that it's said to be triple the previous record holder, which was Fire Emblem Echoes, uh, which was the launch month sales. But I can tell you this. Uh, the MPD sales figures for July 2019 have come out, and the number two selling game of the month was Fire Emblem Three Houses, and it was re released with five days left in the month. The only game in July that beat it was Madden 20. So that should give you a ballpark, I think, of, of sales. Okay. Because behind that was Mario Maker. It was number three. Right. So I'm, I'm going to guess that by the time they actually release numbers, you're, you're looking at 2.5 for Fire Emblem. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I won't be surprised. Uh, I think that'll be another two months before we hear anything because it's normally around a month after the end of a quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also included in these MPD sales figures uh, is here's some interesting data, and we'll close out our news section with this. Nintendo Switch was once again the best selling system of the month for July 9, uh, 2019, as well as being named the best selling system of 2019. Out of the top 20 games that were sold in July 2019, again, Fire Emblem was number two, which was followed by Mario Maker, uh, to seven of the top 20 games were Nintendo exclusives in this list. Uh, but there were also others in the list that were available um, on Nintendo systems, uh, third-party games uh, that are out there as well. You guys know what the top selling video game of 2019 is? I actually saw this article, but I don't remember Mario what Kart? it was. Is it Mario it is Kart? Not, it's not Mario Kart. The best selling game of 2019 is Mortal Kombat 11. Oh, yeah, that's right. 
Well, yeah. that's because they were smart and they put it on the switch. Yeah. Well, the second <laughs> one, I mean, everything else is the, the only one of these that is on the switch. Uh, besides that is Mortal Kombat 11 and uh, Super Smash Ultimate comes in as it's still number six for the best selling of 2019. Uh, nice. six, uh, it's number six in the top 10. Uh, the best selling games in the last 12 months, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate is number four. Mortal Kombat is number eight. Those are the ones that appear on Switch. Well, NBA 2K19 also appears on the Switch uh, and it was number three. But the best-selling game for July for Switch was Three Houses, followed by Mario Maker 2, followed by, and I was happy to see this, followed by Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black nice. Order. Um, but after that, it's, it's months and years old games. Number four <laughs> was Smash. Number five was Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Number six was Breath of the Wild. Number seven, Mario uh, Brothers U Deluxe. Eight, Super Mario Party. Nine, Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. And Super Mario Odyssey at 10. Pokemon, interestingly enough, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu not even charting in the top 10. But Eevee is. Interesting. Yeah, and and there are still people out there still buying 3DS games as well. A new 3DS game landed today. I don't remember what the title was, but it was on the it was on the release list. Uh, Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon are um, the best sellers for surprise me. 3DS, followed by Mario Maker. You got a <laughs> bunch of people who, you know. Yep. Uh, the also news, uh, since you mentioned it, Jesse, uh, on the eShop on 3DS, Square Cat. Maybe it's supposed to be Square Cat. Because the cat is a square, but it's spelled S-Q-U-A-R-C-A-T. And here in the South, we pronounce that as squar. <laughs> like that door is kind of like a squar over there. Yep. It's a squar cat. Makes sense to me. It is 84 cents. Nice. I should tell up. you something about that game. Uh well, guys, that's our news for this week. Let's head into a little bit, something we haven't had for a few weeks here, some rumors. All right, so uh, rumors are swirling around. Uh, if you've been on Twitter or social media, any at all, about uh, Super Nintendo games possibly coming to Nintendo Switch Online at the one-year anniversary of the uh, of the service, which will be next month in September, uh, and where there's smoke, there's fire, because an FCC filing this week shows the back of a controller that looks like an SNES controller, and actually has ZL and ZR buttons like the Joy-Con, and has a model number of HAC-042. You may say, Marty, why is that important? Well, here's why those numbers are important. Previous Nintendo Switch controllers also have started with HAC. The Joy-Cons are HAC-015 and-016, respectively. And the NES controllers are HAC-033 and HAC-034, respectively. So I'm expecting to see a second one, you know, either 41 or 43, depending on which way it is. Because sure. 
because of the left and right and the orientation of where the ports are, uh, they're technically different devices, so they have to have different names. That's why the left and what's, right icons. What's different. interesting about this this FCC filing, uh, and you can go and see it. There's there's links that are out there. Most Nintendo news sites have published photos. Is that there's no rail on the SNES controller? Did you notice that? I did not. It's uh, it's it's there. Uh, when it? I looked at it, you can you can tell there's an indentation at the top. Where you? Yeah, but see, that just looks like buttons to me. Well, if there's no rail, then then there wouldn't be a left and right side, and that's why I couldn't find a uh, a forty one or a forty three. That's what I'm thinking is you, that there's not. You think it'll USB USB C charged? I think it's going to be USB C charged, and that's what that middle bump is. Hmm. And if that's the case, then I will most likely not be getting these like I did with the NES online controllers um, because I don't need another USB-C controller. See, I'll tell a... you why later on here in the show. I still there's... plan on getting it just because I, I think Super Nintendo controllers are probably one of my favorite controllers to hold. Oh, yeah. They're, I mean, they're great. But I've got the, I've got the, NES, uh, the SNES Classic. Right, but you can't use that on the Switch. <laughs> I know, but what I'm saying is, is I've I've got that version right. already, so I right. don't know well, that. I, I, I think you know. I, I, I think you, there's an adapter that will let you knows use full it. Well too, but everybody listening knows full well too that I'm going to say this. Like I'm not getting that, and then like you know, a week after they come out, I'm going to post a picture on my Twitter. It's like, look what I'm <laughs> reviewing for Nintendo Dads. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, how likely do you, uh, you guys, I want to discuss this with you. Like, do you think we're going to see Super Nintendo games? Because I don't. I, I do not think it's coming right now. I think, I mean, this controller has made it pretty obvious that it probably is, but. Yeah, I think it's coming. You know, next month, September, one year anniversary of NSO. I, I think we're, I think it'll happen next month. Okay. You yeah, think they it's going to be that obvious? I think they have to. Um, do you want to renew? If you have to renew, uh, you have to, you know, I think they have to sell it so to renew the subscription. So what, what, what better way to get everybody to renew their one year or their membership, for, especially for the one year people, uh, than to say, hey, we're going to do SNES games next. Yeah. Well, I think the biggest thing is those who got family plans. They're probably want to go and want to keep them as family plans instead of having them covered in the single plans. Yeah, because they've given away multiple ways of giving having free or yep. discounted memberships on singles, but not, it doesn't not compatible with families. Right. But, yeah. But since, since I'm still paying basically for four accounts, I'm still going to stick with the family plan, but it's getting less and less convenient. So, do you think that it's going to be more expensive? I don't for, for Super Nintendo games, or do you think they're people going to keep in the it chat have said that that's a rumor? That's a rumor going around is that they're going to bump the price up. I don't think they will. I think they're going to keep it where they at. I think they have to keep it where it's at because right. there's been so much negativity about Nintendo Switch Online, especially in the last few months. And, and look, I want to say this. Um, the games that are coming out this month, we're getting Kung Fu Heroes and 
What was the other one? That's that's bad that I, I should know. <laughs> Kung Fu Heroes and uh, I'll have to open up last week's notes to find out. <laughs> I, I've got it googled right here. Um, Kung Fu Heroes and Vice Project Doom, which I'm super excited about because neither of these games have been virtual console games. But when this was announced, and the last few months it's been announced, the online community's belly aching about Nintendo Switch Online's terrible. We don't. What are the good games? Well, number one, they've given you a lot of the good games already. Number two, you sound like the most entitled first world problem people that there is. Truth. And 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 look, I know that I'm right there with you. When I when we started getting two games a month, I was like, "Why are we getting two games a month? We're paying for three games a month." Well, you know, stepping back from that, I had to realize that we never were promised three games a month. We were promised games each month. Right. And it guys, just felt off because Japan was getting extra yes. benefit than us. Yes. And and here's the thing, like. If you think about it, a lot of the iconic games that you remember on the NES, they're already on there, and you're not playing them. And that's what people say, I don't ever play this. Well, yeah, I, never, I never went back to play Zelda 2 when I wanted to. I wanted to play the Family Con version because it's simple. It's actually, I think it ends up being the easier version, the way they have yeah. the, you know, the RPG elements. And especially now with the Rewind, I'm using air quotes because it's kind of not, but it kind of is feature. It's nice <laughs> to have that. Yeah. I might actually be able to beat it now. I've never been able to beat Zelda 2 without a game genie. Uh, it's it's a hard game. But, but here's the thing. Like, everybody that is complaining about NES Online, how long is it going to be before they're complaining about SNES Online? Right? Three, like, three months. Yeah, three months. As soon as they crank out Mario Kart, Super Metroid... Mario World and Mario All-Stars and, you know, when you realize you're not getting the, like, the NES, a lot of nostalgia surrounds it, not just for Nintendo games, but for actual third-party games that made those systems iconic, right? And when you realize that you're not going to get that stuff and you realize that a lot of third parties, if they're going to come, if they're going to play ball with releasing their old catalog, they're going to do it in legacy collections like Mega Man and Castlevania and Contra. Sorry, right. you know, which I would rather have. I, and technically, now that we've gotten those three, I would rather have those two. If it's in a package like, say, like what I wish they would do instead of this NES Online or SNES Online, is do a package like the Sega Genesis Collection and collect a bunch of games together and put them out that way. And they would do several of those, like you know, because there's some Sega CD games that I would really like to have. On the Switch. Yeah. Well, that's, they could come out with a collection of those too. And yeah. For me, for uh, the online, Nintendo Online, it's, I'm paying for the ability for me and my family to play these games online. And then, a bonus, I got NES games if I want to go play them. You or, know? So. Well, people are so quick to forget, I think, is how much they paid per month in the beginning for Xbox Live so that they could play basically Halo online. And that was it, right? Well, you got to remember, too, that some of these people probably weren't 
doing the Microsoft thing, though. So right. this is well, probably uh, new I, for a lot no, of Nintendo people. What I'm saying is, is, is the people who complain or people who are dissatisfied with it, they don't remember, you know, you were paying 15 bucks a month. So basically you could play a handful of games. And nobody was giving you out any freebies. Yeah. Nobody, nobody was giving you out any stuff. Nobody was sweetening the pot with games of gold and PlayStation Plus and all that stuff. Oh, well, yeah. Speaking so, of that, my PlayStation Plus expired for the first time in like ten to twelve years, <laughs> and yeah, I'm mine, probably not going to reissue because I mine expired very, very a few rarely use ago, it. Man. I don't use it, so yeah. I just said my, my son used it more than me, and he doesn't live here anymore. Right. That when he, if, if he ever gets his own PS4, he can get his own PS Plus. But speaking of go. PlayStation Plus, is is for those people like Marty, what you were saying for Xbox people who are paying for the Halo Online experience, and then where they are today, and then other people who are paying for pl- PlayStation Plus and where they saw that go today, if they have a Switch and they're paying the twenty dollars, and they are complaining, it's because why uh, well let me put it this way instead of me speaking for everybody else because i don't know what everybody else is let me look let me say it from my perspective from my perspective yes twenty dollars a year great i'm getting online there are some things they need to improve before i'm going to spend if they're going to come back to me and say 25 or 30 dollars just to for me to renew and get snes if they do do that not saying they are just saying if they if they if the rumors are true, they have to still prove to me that this is a capable online infrastructure first. And what frustrates me as a user of other infrastructures is those other infrastructures have existed for a while and Nintendo hasn't learned a damn thing <laughs> or anything, sorry, from from that, from those other companies' experiences. No, no, I mean, they're, they're Mario Makers online proves that right i mean it's it's yeah. a mess or it's gotten even, hopefully it's get, going to get better but smash peer to peer i hear is, that's i'm not having a whole lot of problems with smash no i haven't either it's just um i guess it, maybe it's lack of knowledge on my part too just hearing people complain about it maybe they have lack of knowledge too that that i i just learned the other day that fighting games are typically peer to peer rather mm-hmm. than uh, the other right. way. So yeah, I think I think that part of it, what it comes down to, Tim, though, you're is is like to go back to what you're saying, is there's kind of a um, a ground level understanding of what an online experience should be among gamers. Yes, and that that there there should be some basic features that are offered no matter what platform you're on. It should be the ability right. to play with your friends, message your friends, and talk to your friends. And you should be at this level, and then you add on your Nintendo services to make it Nintendo. Right. Right. Let me message my friends. Let me talk to my friends. Let me play with my friends. That's on any platform, right? And that's, for the most part, is not happening. There's just some bizarre choices out there, and we saw some of that this this evening when we uh, played Splatoon 2 with some of the community, you know, the... And we use the 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 much maligned Nintendo Switch Online app, and we to communicate, which we usually use Discord when we play. But this, uh, you wanted to test it out, mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> and it kept kicking me out of the chat. Like every time we would 
leave a match. I'd have to rejoin the chat. That's unacceptable. Right. Like, at this point, it should all be figured out. Two years in, we got 25 million user install base. Let's flip the switch, pun not intended, on some more <laughs> professional looking online, more professional functioning online. That's really, honestly, I love the idea of Super Nintendo games because it's one of my favorite systems of all time. Same but I here. would much rather, I would much rather Nintendo concentrate on two areas make online better. And for the love of all that's good and holy, do something about the user interface of everything on the Switch. It's time. Yep. And even still, if they were to come and announce all that, plus SNES, for me, don't tell me it's $5 or $10 more just because you're doing all this. First, prove it to me first that it's going. Yes. That you're doing these things that work. And then do the netflix thing and say okay okay. now you know it's instead of twenty dollars now it's 24.99 or whatever we were here (laughs) holiday season 2017 expecting a a ui update and that's never happened yeah yes and just to give people a warning so folders yeah those so you know i signed up for the family (laughs) membership on day one and it says that the deadline to turn off automatic renewal if i don't want to continue is october 1st so apparently when did it come out it came out september 19th so uh, i don't know if they get uh, two weeks of padding in there or what but I, I was surprised to see it was october i was expecting something in september yeah but, or so the end of august like, so it sounds like oh yeah or they maybe maybe i did something that expanded to a few weeks anyway so so you can check in the Nintendo Switch Online section of eShop to uh, see when any automatic renewals will be triggered. And if you don't want to renew, you have until that date to disable it. Yeah. Um, and, and here's the deal. We're not, I don't think we're being unfair here at all. I don't think anybody who at this point who is a little bit critical of this is being unfair. Um, they've mostly just let it sit for two years. <laughs> with no upgrades and so it's 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 time for us to see a little bit more um maybe that's coming along with the switch lights who knows but uh i would rather see those things but everybody knows that the number one thing the number one issue right is the blue circle around the home button i mean come on yes i completely forgot that that was an led Yep. Yes. And you know what's what's funny is, and I'm going to talk about this controller a little bit later, but uh, I picked up a uh, 8-bit do uh, SN30 Pro Plus this week, and it has a transparent circle around the home button. <laughs> so they're preparing for the future on this, yeah, right? That, that's so. I I heard a rumor a few weeks ago that the next major menu update will finally enable that. We'll see. Yeah. I would also like to just be able to send simple text messages to my friends, you know, like on the actual system, like, Hey, want to play blank? Like every other system, like every other system. Come on <laughs> again, shared, uh, bedrock features that we all expect, but we're, we don't have, uh, let's, let's move on from this and let's, uh, talk about an event or two. Shall we? <laughs> All right, so just a couple of uh, Pokemon Go events we want to make you aware of, as usual. 
Uh, Suikund Ray Day is Saturday, August 17th. That's this weekend uh, from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. local time. You can get up to five raid passes at no cost during the event. And if you're lucky, you might encounter a shiny Suikund. Also, Water Festival 2019 is going on starting August 23rd at 1 p.m. Pacific through August 30th at 1 p.m. Pacific. This means that water-type Pokemon like Magikarp, Wooper, Whalmer, and more will appear more frequently in the wild. The following Pokemon will appear more frequently in the wild around water. That is Wartortle, Poliwhirl, Seeking, Lapras, Quillfish, Mantine, Lotad, Phoebus, Piplup, Buizel, and Finneon. Jesse, you're just making some of these names up. I, I, I am not. Though, one well, of these days I should, just to see if you see, catch it. I'm, I'm just going to read hilarious. it. I'm just going to read it. Water-type Pokemon will also uh, hatch more often from eggs, and there'll be a Carvana and Bar- Barboach will have chances to be shiny. That's our events. Go out and play some Pokemon Go, you filthy heathens. Get out of your house. All right? <laughs> Let's talk about what we've been playing. Jesse, we're going to start with you this week. Yeah, I've actually got a small list. Yeah, you of got quite games. a bit. And one of them that I knew as soon as I saw the name of this game, I was like, Waldak's going to have that. Yeah, that, I was actually on the fence on that one, but I figured I'd dive in. All right. Anyway, so I'll start what, with. What you been playing? I'll start with. I I was in a Dragon Quest mood, and I actually found my old uh, Game Boy Color carts for Dragon Quest 1, 2, and 3. And, I was thinking and that about, was awesome. I'm still thinking awesome. about playing that later, but it'll probably be after 11. But what I decided to do instead is fire up Dragon Quest Heroes on my PS4. I put like four hours into that when it was new, October 2015, and never got back to it. So I'm not quite as far yet. I think I'm three hours in, but I'm having fun with it. So I imagine I'll be continuing with that while I can. Super One More Jump is our monthly mayhem game for this month and i'm probably already tapped out (laughs) so i submitted (laughs) my score Uh, i did increase my score for the endless mode but considering endless mode is a tiebreaker it's not it's i'm not even it's meaningless for me to upgrade to upgrade my score because i i got i finished two worlds so 24 levels complete with 23 crowns because I didn't get two gems in one world. So, so if you have, if you're confused about what I'm saying, um, check out the YouTube video explaining the scoring for super, or for super one more jump. I finally got around to playing soul Seraph, which was the game I was planning on playing, but then, then I got the dragon quest builders to review code and, uh, ouch, that game is rough. I was very disappointed in it. Aww. What? Someone's got a hot mic. Do I? Yeah. It just it just ramped up the volume out of nowhere. All right. Anyway, so you know, the, just like Actraiser, it starts off in a battle sequence, and yeah, you know, it, it kind of teaches you the moves you can do. You know, swords, jumps arrows. It doesn't tell you if your arrow is limited, because I ended up running out of arrows trying to keep away from a boss, and 
and then I realized, oh crap, I need to save the save save the arrows. Anyway, then when you get you beat that, you, and then you get to the, the god mode, and it's basically a glorified tower defense game, which I'm not a fan of. Never, not not a fan of that genre. I ended up messing up the arranging of where my towers go, and so like an hour in, I had to scrap it and start completely over. I was able to get to the end of that section to get to the end of area one, which is another actor sequence, and I can't clear it. <laughs> uh, so, as as a fan of Actraiser, and not so much a fan of Actraiser two because they stripped out the the sim element, uh, yeah. would you recommend it? Because I have been hoping for a revival of this type of game for a while. If you like the action sequence more than the God mode, I'd say give it a try. If you like the Actraiser because of the God mode, then no, you won't like it. Uh, unless you yes, are... That's kind of what I'm worried about, is that like when I hear tower defense, like I'm okay with that, but yeah. I just don't know. If you know, if I knew in advance that it was tower defense as opposed to what more like Actraiser was, I probably would be more prepared, but I wasn't prepared for that. So, you know, if, if you like tower defense, I, you know, also give it a try. But again, the, the combat controls are kind of squishy. And uh, uh, that's it. it, 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 it ju- like it says, you double jump to make this jump. But I, I still can't make the double jump because I'm smack against a, the, the ledge. I had to back step a few times to do a running jump to get a little bit more vertical to get that second jump to high enough to clear it. They don't tell us that. I had to figure that one out on my own. So it's overall, you know, not very clean. And I remember uh, uh, Jim Sterling did a video on the game and he pretty much said the same thing I said. (laughs) And I was, I I tried to forget what he told me and tried to like it on his own merits. And I I couldn't find any. I I ended up agreeing with, 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 with what he said after all. I then tried Tomashev, which uh, Tim tried month, about a month ago. Sounds like I got a little bit past where he went, but uh, I think I'm I'm at a stuck point in that too, and I'm only like on the fifth or sixth kitchen. You know, I'm building building out my kitchen the way I think it should be built, and I end up going over budget. So I have to find a way to go under budget, which means I'm taking additional shortcuts, and I screw something else up. So I haven't I haven't found the balance. I don't know if I don't know if it ends up being like one true one correct solution that really if you, if you don't do that then everything else something is you sacrifice something or if it really is a little bit has a little bit of play in it I haven't I haven't seen it yet and again I, I, I based on all everything else I've seen I think I'm still really early in the game because it hasn't gotten into needing to worry about bacteria growing due to raw chicken or stuff like that. Like I, I, I saw statistics about that, but I haven't dealt with that in the game. So I, I imagine I'm still really early and I'm already stuck. So yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Puzzle, puzzle games are iffy for me. You know, things, you know, <laughs> and as 
like I like the Picrosses, but other types of puzzle games not as much. So we'll. It was... I thought I saw something in there too because I haven't gotten that far either. But I thought I saw something where it would have, if that, then this type programming to it. But I haven't gotten to that part I don't yet think, either. Yeah, I, I don't think I've gotten that far. Like the furthest I've gotten was, it was a device called a splitter, which I think I needed to use in the level that I'm currently on, because it's I need I need cheese for two different recipes. So I have, oh. and instead of having two things output cheese, I need one thing to output cheese, then have the splitter evenly divide between the two. Okay, gotcha. Then you have to worry about storage and food not rotting if you're right. making food in advance. And it's that doesn't sound like a game to me. It sounds like a job. Sounds like work. <laughs> yeah, right. That's so that marks that game off my list completely. Well, <laughs> speaking of jobs. I'll get to that game in a minute. but <laughs> So, <laughs> last week I talked a little bit about Pic- PictoQuest. Uh, I played like the first hour-ish before Showtime. showtime. Uh, I ended up finishing it. I, I, I liked it. Definitely was a shorter game. You know, it had 120 puzzles in it versus like the other previous Picross game had over 500. But So, I think I finished this in about 10 hours. Where the other one was about thirty-five, but what is a plus? What's a, what's a plus on this one? Is they had more, lo- a higher number of larger puzzles. So out of the hundred and twenty, probably twenty of them were twenty by twenty. Where in 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 Nazarek, the largest puzzle was twenty by fifteen, and there was again only about twenty. I think twenty-seven. 30-ish, including the the clip pick crosses. You know, well, probably probably as much as 50. So, you know, 10% or less were the larger puzzles, as opposed to this one had a higher percentage. So, okay, I, I I ended up making two videos and never released it. I probably it's probably already too late, and no one no one really watches my puzzle videos anyway. So, but I basically said. If you like Picross games, try them both. If you have to choose between one or the other. If you want more easier puzzles, go with Nazarick. If you want less, more complicated puzzles, go with the PictoQuest. Makes sense. Okay. And then, my speaking of a job, I picked up PC Building Simulator. Is this the game you were referring to, Marty? This is exactly <laughs> the game I was referring to. I was like, "You're gonna, you do this in real life. Now you're just gonna play it on Switch." <laughs> yeah, uh, apparently this was a Steam game earlier in the year on PC, and then so it's now out for Switch. Started um, as a tech demo, and then they realized they can make money off of it. <laughs> <laughs> so it basically is you are basically inherited your uncle's old PC shop that has no money in the bank, bills upcoming. In fact, you start out minus 15 because he took $15 out of, you know, out of your zero balance for gas when he left. <laughs> so, and so the very first, the first day. I like this said, game already. Everything <laughs> is run by email. So you go to your, your, your work computer, log in, check the email. And the day one is 
Here's a, I, I dropped off a, a computer. I think I have a virus. Can you get it working again? And so basically, so you pick it up, bring it to your work desk. Then you have to plug in power cable, video cable, mouse, keyboard. You have to do that one at a time. And then put. Then you plug in a USB stick to install antivirus. Boot at the computer, install the antivirus, run antivirus. And then I, I don't know if I'm supposed to or not, but I've always uninstalled the program I installed, leaving the computer. I think that would be, I don't. So I don't leave a leave a program behind. So I'll find out later if, I, if I'll get penalized for that or not. Anyway, then so I get I get a hundred dollars to do that with out of for no no parts costs, just out of, out of labor. So now I'm a, now I'm a, have a a balance. So I leave day two. I have nothing to do, but three emails come in saying we're gonna I'm gonna drop off my computer tomorrow. And one is, I, I just need it cleaned. The other is, I want a hard drive added. And the other one is, my video card's busted. I need a new video card. So you go to your vendor's website, your wholesaler. You buy a video card. You buy a hard drive. I think I'm supposed to buy a power cable for the hard drive, but I didn't. So I, have to, I might have to wait a day for that to come in. I have to figure out, I'm still working on that part. So all you, all you do is buy the parts. Now you're in debt again, but the game lets you go in debt up to $1,000. End day two, start day three, and now you you do the repair on these three machines, and then then you'll get paid at the end of the day when, when you're done, and hopefully I've made a profit. I haven't gotten that far yet. I'm still in the middle of repairing them. Mm. But it's it's really, you know, really little... It's not a pleasant process to open up a computer in this game, just as it would be in real life, because you literally have to unscrew all the screws that keeps the side panel in place, take off the side panel, take off more screws, take off the other side panel, get your canned air, dust it all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's like doing what you'd really be doing if you were doing this. So I'll, I'll give it credit it, for that. It kind of sounds like my reaction when my son told me that he wanted to get a PSVR so that he could play job simulator and i was like <laughs> why would you why would anybody want to play this game like i work enough in my life you know if, because of the like, humor i couldn't imagine like somebody who worked on computers for a living like being like man i just can't wait to get home and play some pc builder simulator <laughs> <laughs> but I, apparently there's an look. Apparently there's a uh, audience for it, and yeah. Well, so, it kind of goes with that uh, that Facebook uh, creator one. I forget what it was called, but the one that we had my daughter play a few months back, where it was like you know become a oh yeah YouTube yeah stop. YouTube yeah that's right not Facebook uh, YouTube life player. of a YouTuber or something like that yeah it was kind of like that where it was like I. She wanted to play because she's not on YouTube creating content, right? So, but when I was watching her play it, it was like very interesting how you would have to take these pieces and put them together, put a video together, and then publish it, and then try to get people to watch you. I was like, hey, that sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I got to, yeah. So, gotcha. it, the game gives you a checklist of things you're supposed to be doing, but it doesn't drill down the little pieces of what that means. So if you if you don't know how to 
maintain a PC, it might be a challenge. Uh, like, like I said, I'm, I, I think I need to get a, a, a power supply for the new hard drive I'm putting in, so which means I won't be able to finish this order today. I'll have to wait till the next day. But I'll have, I still have two other computers to look at that I can finish up this day, today. Get back to work, Jesse. Right. Anyway, so <laughs> I, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to have enough fun with it that I'll actually play through it, but I'm having fun so far. And that's what matters, right? Yeah. In fact, I just... Oh, I, I, when I gave my son one of my old PCs, you know, the first thing I told him was, this needs to be dusted out. And I showed him what I do to dust it out so he can do it on his own. <laughs> <laughs> he looked, he did not look impressed. <laughs> yep. Something to take care of. Speaking of which, so I what, have to do that. Yeah, so, uh, Tim, what have you been playing? I've actually played a lot more than I, when I started writing it down, I was like, wow, I actually played a lot this you know since the last episode um i've played ultimate marvel alliance online multiplayer with justin on twitch which was a lot of fun got to experience that and see what that was like we we learned i learned it's hard to play multiplayer while listening to somebody through twitch because of the lag oh <laughs> uh, yeah so that was that was fun you don't want to do that <laughs> yeah uh so i had to totally ignore that that in order to focus on you know the present time rather than what was going on in the past did it work fairly well for you to play online yeah it was, it was you know jumping through trying to figure out some of the choices like uh i couldn't figure out how to change my character um in the game it kept i kept having to be gamora um and i don't and i think as i read more about it i think it was something i had to do at the beginning before jumping in. Um, so there's were you still playing that... single joy con or no, it was, uh, I was playing on my switch just like I would. And, you know, on a single player game with, and it wasn't like you just press one of the directional buttons and switch characters. Nope. It was when he was huh. in there and it wouldn't let me go switch characters. And I didn't know if it was because he had to allow me to do that in his window. Cause he was the host. Or if it was something I had to do before I got to that part of I the gotcha. game. So there's there's some things I'm still trying to learn. There's a learning curve there uh, for trying to figure it out. We were just both kind of learning on the fly to do the online portion. But it was still fun once we got going. And I didn't mind playing Gamora because I like her as a character. She, uh, she's kind of like my style of play. Um, then after that, I got to play Minecraft with Zach. Uh, he set up a Nintendo Dad's uh, realm, and you you play in survival mode. And I jumped in there and didn't know that. And I saw you know all the hearts on the screen, and I was like, "Oh crap, this is survival mode." And it was dark outside <laughs> in Minecraft. So I'm looking around, and all of a sudden I hear the zombies coming out after me. You know, I was like, "Oh crap!" So I'm trying to run away. Then you know, if, sometimes if you play Minecraft, you can see names in the distance. I saw Zach's name, so I ran up to where he was, and Save he was me. like a he was like a superhero. He had a shield, he had a sword, he had everything, and he like came and took out the zombies for me. And then uh, he kind of, you know, we, we didn't have any way to communicate other than just hopping up and down or whatever. But he kind of helped me out. 
he gave me a couple weapons and we went down and did some mining and he was showing me some of the zombies that were spawning that you could uh that you could kill and stuff and it was my first time actually playing a full-blown survival mode Minecraft. You know, usually when I'm playing with my kids, it's in creative mode. So that was that was pretty fun, especially that you know playing around in a Nintendo Dad's realm that we created that I guess we got a trial version of right now. So if enough people in our you know Patreon who access the, the Nintendo Dad's realm and Minecraft, if if they're into it, we try to look at keeping it, but. If not, then, you know, I'll have to give that up. But um, but that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that. Hopefully I can find some more time to, to learn that some more. And hopefully not kill Zach in the process. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, of course, the Monthly Mayhem game, One More Jump. Only, uh, you know, I was playing that uh, pretty much the first night, I guess, when it was first announced. I wanted to try to get my scores in for that. And I thought I was doing pretty good until everybody else trounced me with their scores. <laughs> yeah, people are with... saying that they beat, oh, I beat so-and-so level. It only took me 370 deaths. They're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. yes. Yep, the endless mode is was pretty interesting. I want to. I definitely want to keep trying that. But I, know I that's thought I had high. it for a while. and then. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to keep trying that. It, it's, uh, what was it, the... Yeah, uh, when they start giving Mold. you like the ledges that are like, less than a centimeter long, then uh, yeah, it gets yeah, tough. Ten, yeah, ten pixels to make that jump. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, yeah. Somebody came in, and or maybe it was Drew or Mole or Zablock. I don't remember which one who came in, but has the top score right now with like two hundred something streak or whatever. But yeah, I, I might jump back into that. It's a good one to jump back into. I think into, I got my especially... streak up to like 160. For <laughs> I was 202 and I was so proud. Yes. I was and just then... proud of the 130-something I had, I think it was. But that was it, it's fun. I like it. I like what this monthly well, man. Most of my is. attempts have been in the 80-ish range. <laughs> so yeah, when I, my 160 is double my normal. So it, Between that and Marvel... Uh, Ultimate Alliance, it's uh, or Ultimate Marvel Alliance, whatever it is. Um, between those two games, it's those two games are a good break from Fire Emblem, which I know we'll talk about more in depth next week. And think, and especially I'm going to be playing more because Mar- uh, Marty gave me some hints during the pre-show, so I'm going to be trying to utilize some of those when I play some more, and we'll talk about those more next week. And then uh, tonight's community play through Splatoon 2 was a lot of fun. So I asked the community if we could play specifically a private battle uh, with using Splatfest, with the new uh, 5.0 Splatfest functionality. And we had, thankfully, enough people show up and made it fun. Uh, We had four on four, and I took some screenshots. So I'm looking forward to... Utilizing what I learned for hopefully a future event and more on that to come soon. So that was a lot of fun. So that's what I've been playing. Awesome. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Jesse. Um, so I've been like these guys are like Tim. I've been playing Fire Emblem Three Houses. And I, like I said, uh, at the beginning of the show, or I think it was during pre-show, actually, that like I can finally fully say that like I I love this game. Like I'm very excited about it. I am um, 
I, I'm in. I, I've kind of bought in and I'm okay with it. And, and I'm definitely looking forward to continuing there. I got to a story beat in chapter five or six uh, this week that m- made my jaw drop. I was like, what? And so now I'm hooked. I'm in. I want to see what happens. So uh, we'll talk some more about that on our next uh, Fire Emblem exclusive show next week. And I've been playing Super One More Jump as well, and I'm just I'm enjoying it. I love the endless mode in that game uh, because it's just something you can play and kind of I hate to say mindlessly because that makes it sound like the game's not good, but like you can just jump into it and not think and not really have to you know psych yourself up to play the game or whatever. So I'm really enjoying you just that. Just kind of get into a groove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so also this week I've been playing Mega Man Two. Which uh, is, I've been playing it on the uh, Mega Man Legacy Collection there on the Switch. And uh, that is uh, probably my favorite video game of all time. And uh, just sometimes when I've had a tough week or things aren't going good or whatever, like I kind of default to it in Super Mario 3. And so this week kind of became Mega Man 2. But one of the reasons that I really played it was that I picked up, as I mentioned earlier in the show, this 8-bit do uh sn30 pro plus controller they've had the pro out but this is the brand new one the pro plus uh that has the handles on it instead of just having the body of the controller like the little oval like a super nintendo controller and i wanted to play looks looks like the the, what the the wii controller i don't remember what they call it the the pro the pro controller wasn't the pro I don't remember. It was classic controller Pro. That's I think that's what it was. Yeah, that that was it. And it feels a lot like that too. And so I really like that controller. This one feels great, super responsive. They nailed the D pad um, so far for me. Uh, I did get a question on Twitter earlier this week when I posted a picture of it. Of have you played it with Street Fighter yet or fighting games? And I have not. And I'd hope to do that by tonight, but I just didn't get a chance. But so far, so good. It's very responsive. The battery life on it's great. You can get it in one of three colors. There's black, there's uh, Game Boy color, which is the kind that I got. And then there's also a Super Nintendo type color, although the buttons on it are not uh, really the right color. Like they're, they're shades of, of lavender, but I, I didn't find that they were the right color. Uh, what I find interesting on this is that the D-pad... Yeah, the markings on it are actually the same markings that are on a Game Boy D-pad. Uh, so a lot of detail went into it. It's perfectly easy to to, uh, to sync to your Switch. You turn it on by holding down the Y button and the Start button. The, the light starts flashing. You turn your Switch on. It syncs immediately. Uh, no convoluted, you know, hoodoo voodoo behind the scenes like old 8-BitDo controllers. This one is really good. It also has a capture button. Uh, it has a home button. It has both sets of ZLZR buttons. Uh, and I like here that the, the L and R buttons are very, I mean, they are almost Super Nintendo size, so they're very good. I love this controller. It's 50 bucks. It's out there in the wild now. You can find them on Amazon, everywhere else. Um, that black one's on my wish list. Yeah. So that's it. That's what I've been playing. How about we uh, we take some questions and community spotlight stuff? Yes. 
So weird situation this week, guys. Um, we've got eight voicemails. And we always talk about voicemails as if there's some mythological concept here at Nintendo Dads. But then somehow this week, there's eight of them. Like and five of it, them came in within a 90-minute period. Yeah. So, so I don't know uh, if this was some coordinated effort yeah, or not. Like, <laughs> I'm not sure if it's shenanigans or whatever, but here's Yeah, the, shenanigans. We're going to play all of them. We're going to answer all of them. And then we've got questions over on Patreon as well. And so we want to get to your comments for the show. So, Jesse, why don't you queue up that first voicemail well, for us? Okay. Uh, we also have an email from Mikey Burkett, too. Oh, well. All right. So... Here's the first voicemail. Hey, Nintendo Dads. This is the third strongest mole calling with a topic for this week's show. Uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses has made the New Game Plus look really appealing with the game having essentially three different houses to pick from. I was just wondering if you usually uh, go for New Game Plus or multiple endings with games like that, or if you find they're just not worth the time. Hmm. That's a great question. Uh, New Game Plus has been around for a while. I remember New Game Plus being an option with Chrono Trigger back in the day, uh, as well as several others. Um, I think for for this game, um, as we think about this this concept of the three houses, it actually makes the New Game Plus matter. And what I mean by that is that, you know, in the past, it's just been you get to keep all your weapons, you get to keep all your gold, you get to keep all your levels, blah, 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 or, or you get to keep all your materials, and you go back to level one and you play through the game, right? Uh, to me, that's not very appealing. But the fact that I get to play through the game and I get to experience a different part of the story, yes, I'm okay with that. Uh, but other than that, I typically don't dive into New Game Plus. What about you guys? No, I don't usually. Uh, I... Once I beat the main story, I'm I'm usually done, unless something like Fire Emblem Three Houses I plan on playing through and keeping going because I want to know the whole story, you know. And there's very few games that I've done the whole New Game Plus on, uh, and I guess it it's probably a, for me it, it's a matter of. Does it count as New Game Plus? Like I think there's a couple Zelda games there was New Game Plus factors too, and I've uh, I've done those. Um, and then I think, if I'm not mistaken, even some Mario games had some New Game New Game Plus, where you beat the main story, but then there was some additional levels you could go and beat. So, uh, like I think, uh, post game content's a little different than New Game Plus. Okay. Yeah. That's so... what I wasn't sure of. So. Yeah, New Game I mean, Plus. You, you, when I think of New Game Plus, I'm thinking of you play the game again, but something carried over from your first playthrough, whether that is okay stats, uh, levels, inventory. Okay. Like, uh, I think the first time I've tried playing a New Game Plus with Chrono Trigger, because it yeah. has what thirteen different endings. Right. And while you, I think you keep your inventory and your levels. And since you're pretty close to max level when you beat the game the first time, because it's, it's designed for you to be... Because basically, the first time through, you 
can't get any of the other alternate endings other than the first main ending because you just aren't strong enough yet. But with New Game Plus, you are. Like, you can go right to Lavos in from the teleporting accident screen if you do the right things. Mm. You're, you're soloing him. You have no party. But it's still doable. And that was a thunder. So hopefully I don't lose power. Wow. I think wow, I that was lost. That. We've lost connection to YouTube. So we're not streaming to YouTube anymore. But I, I am still recording. <laughs> okay, well. Hopefully you you don't uh, do that. And if we if you do, then know that this has been episode 243 of Nintendo Dads. <laughs> and we're, we're very thankful for you to join us and we'll answer the questions next time uh, on the show. But we're going to keep going like the power is not going to go out. Uh, and so uh, thanks for that question, Third Strongest Mole. Uh, Jesse, let's hear question number two. Hey, Dads. Uh, it's Drew, you know, the uh, you know runner-up of uh, last month's monthly mayhem. No big deal. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll be coming back strong. I'll be jumping my way uh, first place next month. But, uh, you know, that's about me. Uh question for you guys tonight I have is, you know, all this debacle about racing games and whatnot last episode. I figured I'd throw the question out there. Uh, what is your personal favorite old-school racing game? Um, you know, there's a lot of good ones back in the day I can remember. You know, you had some of those uh, RC Pro-Am games or, you know, your typical kart games or combat cars, even micro-machines, right? But my personal favorite was uh, Rock and Roll Racing. I believe it was for the Super Nintendo. Oh. I believe it was also for Sega Genesis. Um, what a fun and amazing game. So I'd love to see what you guys' uh, thoughts, thoughts are on uh, your favorite. And, uh, you know, as far as the Donkey Kong and the whole, you know, Mega Man debate, I think the only way to solve this is to get Justin, get Marty, Donkey Kong versus Mega Man in a live Super Smash Brothers feed that we can all watch and see who the true champ is. Uh, but um, great work, guys. Keep up the good work and uh, catch you on the Discord. That sounds like an I like it. event. I like <laughs> it. Uh, yeah, Lash? Uh-oh. Marty. Uh-oh. Marty's frozen. How'd you do that, Jesse? How did the storm freeze Marty? Uh, and not you? No, I don't think and it's not me. me. Yeah. Okay, then. Well, I guess I'll keep talking while I, while I can, I guess. But uh, uh, my game would be um well geez I, I i didn't even go that far back to snes um i just went back to i guess ps1 i guess would that be old enough um i like the uh, hot pursuit games the need for speed hot pursuit pursuit games for for the playstation um i didn't play really any racing games that i can think of for the super nintendo when i had that that I can think of. Now, if you want to count Atari, like I had 5200, I had pole position for that. So, but that, I wouldn't count that as my favorite. <laughs> yeah, that's, it, it was a good game for its time, but very primitive. Uh, I, I'm overall not a fan of racing genre, but I did like playing RC Pro-Am and I got pretty good at it. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, I also liked 
auto racing for the Intellivision. That's really there you primitive. Go. Okay. Well, <laughs> that wins for classic there. <laughs> right. All right. So hopefully Marty gets back. Um, let's. Um, we'll just jump into the third question and hopefully he comes back. Okay. Hey, Nintendo Dad. Nick here. In recent episodes, I've heard Marty talk about playing with his mom. Uh, playing video games with his mom. And I um, have some of the greatest memories with Donkey Kong Country playing over Christmas with my mom. So I was just wondering if any of the other Nintendo dads have any cool stories about playing video games with their family members. Maybe like, you know, that awesome game, Diddy Kong Racing or something like that. Hey, keep up the good work and uh, good talking to you. Bye. Oh yeah, I've got all kinds of family memories for that for that one. It's uh, I think I mentioned some of these even before in previous episodes, but uh, one that I had with my dad was he loved Ace Combat for the PS One, and uh, we used to have dog fights on that, and that was a lot of fun. And then my family, when I got back into Nintendo, was in the GameCube era. era. Um, um, although my stepson, he was, he had a Nintendo 64. I really, I only, I didn't own one of those. My friends did, and I would just play GoldenEye with him or anything like that. But GameCube was our family's system that we got into, along with uh, Game Boy SPs, so that we could link those up to the GameCube and play Four Swords and Crystal Chronicles. Um, but also even the GameCube game Double Dash. Those were all our games that we used to love playing as a family of three at the time. It was before my daughter came into the picture and then now my son. This was just the, my oldest and my wife and myself. So those are the family memories I have. The, I don't, I didn't play games with my family much. Uh, like the, I remember, like, again, this, we're going back to Intellivision days again. Um, like the first time my mom showed me that the baseball game, you know, she's had practice with it, so knew what she was doing. Where I was still trying to figure it out. Like the, the score was like a hundred and sixty to one. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I eventually did figure it out, and that never happened again. Yeah, you know, and but the, and I think I might have told this story a long time ago on the show, but uh, there was. This, there was a, an Intellivision tournament that it was a parent-child type of uh, tournament. Most of them were their their thirty, early forty something fathers with their teenage boys, and we were a like a twenty three, twenty five year old mom with me, like ten years old, twelve years old. And, <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I guess she, you know, she would have been like 28 if, I was, if I'm 10. Um, and it was, so that, the first game was was skiing. We ended up getting first place in one of the qualifying rounds. So we went to the next game, which was Astro Smash, which is a game we, a game we did own. So we were good at that and ended up getting into the finals. Uh, which was bowling, a game that we've never played before, so we just got trounced. But still, <laughs> it was a it was a fun way to spend a day. Yeah, I bet. and we ended up winning like a little TV, like you know, like a nine inch TV, a, a new system, and a bunch of games for getting second place. That's awesome. 
Yeah, it's uh and I remember Marty telling stories that I appreciated hearing when he talked about it. I'm not saying this would be his stories, but I remember hearing him talk about it was his involvement with his kids with uh, Nintendo Labo stuff, especially seeing when he would talk about seeing his daughter getting into the games, even though she wasn't a video game player. And of course, his son getting into the games and even sharing some of those videos that he used to do, too. So. I appreciated those from his family's perspective and would love to hear him share it. Maybe he will when he gets that back on. <laughs> right. So. Hi. All right. We'll go on to the voicemail number four. All right. Hey, Dad. This is Hot Rodimus from the, from the Discord channel. Or you could all call me Jason from the uh, Disney Guys Uncensored podcast. Yes. Thing that I do a lot with. Disney parks and Disney stuff on our podcast. I had a question for you. I'm sure at this point you've heard about the Nintendo themed parks they're going to be opening up at Universal. And I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on it. What rides do you think they should have put in that maybe they didn't? Or what do you think of some of the maybe Mario Kart ride, how that's going to play out? Just curious what you guys were thinking. By the way, if a wizard meets a Mario Kart in the forest, who wins? Later. <laughs> was that a, a voice chat reference with the wizard, or is that something else? I'm confused. Uh, it, the Where wizard kind of reminds me of an MVC thing too. So, but uh, yeah, for uh, go ahead, you go ahead, Jesse. Well, I'm not really a theme park guy, so I I okay not been following, and because you know ultimately I don't care. But you know, you know, I'm, I'm again. I'm glad it's out there. I'm sure you know, Andre is going to go nuts when this comes out. Right. <laughs> he is a big theme park guy. You know, Roger is going to love it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's it's not for me. All right. Yeah, for me, I haven't been following what they've been building. Cause I've been kind of waiting. I don't. I guess I chose this one. I kind of did it even with the Disney Star Wars park. Uh, I didn't really follow it that closely because I kind of want to be surprised about it. Or if I do end up going, then I'll look at, see what's there. Um, but for the, the Nintendo themed one, if, if there is, he did mention the super Mario Kart one, that makes sense. That would be pretty awesome. If it's anything like I remember as a kid, when I went to Disney world to the GM driving, um, thing that they had at Epcot Center, if it's anything like that, but more, you know, obviously Mario Kart inspired, then that would be pretty cool. Uh, but I was thinking that if there was some way they could make a a themed ride where you were going through a level, a Mario level, where somehow you kind of either maybe chase Mario down through the level, but through a kind of like a 3d way or something. So like, a, I don't like know. one of those 40 rides. Yeah. So you're not actually like on the track, but you're in a theater that looks like you are. Yes. Yeah. So like, so the, like, just, like the Shrek ride that from right. Universal. I remember doing that when I was there. Okay. That yeah, was annoying. Something like that. <laughs> something like that where, and then maybe you could, I don't know. It would have to be pretty elaborate, but I know they could do pretty cool things with some of these rides, but following along with Mario to get through a level and maybe you have to do some jumps or whatever, you know, 
it would be quite interesting, I think. But other than that, I haven't really thought too deep into it either. So, yeah, Marty says that he lost internet and is rebooting, and hopefully he can get back in. Okay, so We're waiting for you, Marty. Right. <laughs> so, for future reference, people who are putting in voicemails, I don't get your name unless you say it. So these next two, I have no idea who who they are. <laughs> Here's number five. Hey guys, I just wanted to pick your brains about um, music and or uh, rhythm game. I don't think it's a topic I've heard very much on the show. Um, we all unfortunately are aware of uh, Justin's Just Dance skills. That will never uh, be unburned <laughs> from our minds. But how about the rest of you guys? Um, are there games uh, in this genre that you like, or is it a, a, a genre you kind of uh, avoid? I don't know. Yeah, I guess any thoughts? I was looking up in the uh, e-store, and it looks like there's 56 games in this category. Um, me personally, I've played uh, Voice, uh, spelled B-O-E-Z, um, for like 30 hours. I love that game. Um, but I haven't really expanded out too much into some of the other ones, so I was going to see if there was any recommendations you might have or um, any other thoughts. And also for Marty, uh, I had a question on, since he's interested in board games, if he had seen that the uh, Kickstarter for Shovel Knight was up and if he had any interest in that. So uh, thanks for all your hard work on the show, and we'll talk to you later. Bye. Nice. I was trying to find the one game that I did a review on that was a rhythm type game and I don't see it. But one that I really liked and it's not on the Switch though. You have to go and play it on the DS is the uh, Elite Beat Agents. I actually played through that beat that one a couple times and I don't play too many music rhythm based games but that one grabbed me and I had a lot of fun with that one. If only I could find that other game that I did a review on. Uh, while, you're, while you're looking, um, again, uh, the, the rhythm games for me needs to have something unusually special because in general, I'm not a fan of the genre. I remember I tried, I think uh, Game Freak, I think, had one and I didn't like it, but I, I was able to know yeah. that based on the demo so I didn't have to spend money to not know it. <laughs> to know I don't like it. Anyway, right. But, but so games that I did end up liking, like I remember Guitar Hero 2 on like back on PS2. Oh, I, yeah. I, I dug that, which then led into Rock Band and Rock Band 2 on the PS3. And then uh, the, uh, Theaterism Final Fantasy on 3DS. I, I played the hell out of oh, that. Oh, yeah. I bought the sequel, but didn't. It, it, I didn't get as far in that one. I don't know if it just was was more was more of the same, but I just didn't need any more at that time. But right. But it, that, that was a fun game, especially if you like Final Fantasy music. I was hoping for like them to branch out into other things, like a Dragon Quest or a Chrono Trigger or something, but they never did. And then nice. I think like the, like the one game that kind of people are surprised when they see when I, when I say I like this game. Have you heard of an arcade called Pump It Up? 
Yes, I think so. It's like Dance Dance Revolution. Okay. It's, I think it's Korean-based instead of Japanese-based. And the difference is instead of four dance pads on northeast, south, and west, you have five dance pads. You have a center and then four diagonals. Oh. And it, so it's a little bit more complicated because you have more real estate you have to cover. But just the moves seemed smoother to me and more natural to me thinking in terms of diagonal and a center as opposed to up, down, left, right. Gotcha. So, so like, like I first started playing that game, you know, I think I was like, you know, around 30 years old. And so, you know, you know, I'm the oldest, fattest person there compared to all the other kids playing it, but I still have fun. <laughs> That's all that matters is having fun. Yeah. I haven't played those in a while because I ended up gaining more weight and then, but I lost so much weight. I might, I was wanted to try them, try them again. It's cool. So I'm pretty much back to where I was when I was 30. So you're going to post videos on that, right? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I found the game that I did a review on. It was called Eat Beat Dead Spikes On. Uh, and it was based on um, some characters. And I, I'm trying to remember some of it. And I actually don't have it on my Switch. I must have removed it or something. I didn't know these characters so, and the music from the games or the, the games that the music came from. So I, the, some of the music sounded really cool, uh, but I just couldn't get into the game like I could with elite beat agents. So that one didn't grab me, but it may be something that the, the, this person who called in might want to check out. And this is on the switch, the eat beat dead spikes on. Uh, another one that I played that I want to play more of just haven't gotten around to is arrow. And that's more of a, uh, space shooter, um, music game, uh, where it's a lot of electronic music too. going to that. So if you like electronic music, go for it. If you don't like electronic music, then you don't play this game because it's very heavy into the, uh, techno type music. And then, of course, Cadence of Hyrule. You know, I played a little bit of that, and that's kind of beat-related. So it's a little bit different of a rhythm game. Yeah, but, I, uh, I, that's a game I wanted to like, but it, it's... I just couldn't... I couldn't it's one, get, yeah. I couldn't even find the boss. <laughs> so Yeah, I, it's another one of, that, one of those I want to definitely jump back into. I dabbled in it, and just other things took me away from it, so... It's on my backlog, but uh, those are the ones I have that I can see that are definitely rhythm-based type games. So, yeah, Mar Marty says his, his entire area is out, so he, he's... Well, it's he, just us then to finish goes, it off. I walked outside my office to leave. They're out here with about five trucks and two trailers mucking with the lines, so it wasn't just me. <laughs> gotcha. All right, so, all right, so this, here's the next voicemail. Hey, Nintendo Dads. Well, it sounds like SNES titles are going to be added to the Nintendo Switch Online soon. Finally, right? But I had some inside information I wanted to share with you guys in the show. So, my uncle's friend's cousin's mom knows a guy whose brother's wife works at Nintendo. And she says that every SNES game is going to be available. Except that 
everybody can only pick four games to download for their Switch. God, it's crazy, right? So, question for each of you guys. What four SNES games would you choose to be on your Switch? Have a great show, guys. Bye. Was that the block? I, he didn't say. I know he didn't say, but I'm wondering if that's the block. I can't. I can't. I'm not used to everybody's voices yet, so I apologize. Yeah, neither do I. <laughs> All right, Jesse, what's your four? Do you have right. four? I I have four. I I, I and I, and I took I took the gist of these questions and put them into the Discord chat so the everyone could have a chance to pre-think of answers so without having to do everything on the fly. So everyone, so the games I picked. Well, one of them is my all-time favorite, so no surprise there. But the other ones aren't necessarily my favorite, but they're games that I want to play again, and because just because I haven't played them in a while. So we'll start with the easy one, Final Fantasy VI. Then nice. Chrono Trigger. That one's I'm about ready to try try playing that again. And then my other two games I picked were Sim City and Mario Paint. Figuring nice. you, can, you can emulate the mouse with touchpad. Yes, yes. So that game would be doable. So SimCity, Mario Paint. What was the one before that again? Final Fantasy VI Fi- and Chrono Fantasy Trigger. And Chrono Trigger. Okay, that's funny. Okay. So I have two of those. I have SimCity and Chrono Trigger on my list. Nice. <laughs> I also have Earthbound and Madden 95. That's fair. So I doubt if any of those will be there, but <laughs> right. but uh, SimCity, I played. I probably played that game to death on my Super Nintendo because that was. I have very few games on my Super Nintendo because I, my grandparents at the time were not buying any, any, for their grandkids. Because at the time they were just like we, we bought into the Atari systems. It was the same with my parents too. They were like we bought into the Atari systems. They all crashed. We're not buying any more video games ever again. I can understand that mentality back in the nineties. Yeah. So, um, but and so if I bought it, if I wanted a game, it had to be either I'd ask for money, so then I would go get it myself, or I made money doing jobs. So my games were limited. I had a handful of them. I could have put all four or five of the games I probably own that I remember on this list, but yeah, most, I kind of figured they would most, be on there anyway. Most of the games I had, I bought myself because, you know, Super Nintendo came out my senior year of high school. So right. I yeah. had a, I've, I've had a well-established job already. I, I, well, I had a job since 14. Yep. That's about the same for me. It was my, Mine was more of a freshman summer. After the, my freshman year, I got a job. Uh, at Baskin Robbins, and that's how I was able to get the Super Nintendo and all that kind of stuff. So, um, and you start getting games, but um, but I didn't put any of the ones that we probably would get. You know, like your Super Metroid, uh, uh, Zelda, Super Mario World, those type of things. I wanted to try to pick oh, something. Just wait that... for the keep keep those in the back of your head. Wait till the next question. Okay, go. Because cool. <laughs> the next question is kind of uh, similar, but took took on a di- on a different twist. Yes. And this is from Ubisoft, and you're gonna get a kick out of this one. 
All right. Greetings, humans. This is Ebucel from Skyrim. I have been intercepting your weekly communiques. If NSO gets Super Nintendo games, do you think they will get Game Boy Advance games? Which three Game Boy Advance games do you want to see added to NSO if that happens? Also, do you think that we will add a different tier cost for NSO? If you do not respond in 20 rails, I will have to exterminate. Exterminate. <laughs> he tried so hard on that on that voicemail. He he, he gave me advanced uh, early versions of it that I couldn't understand a thing he was saying. <laughs> so that that version was as what it, he wanted more distortion, but yeah, I said if we can't understand you, it doesn't help. So I right. think it turned out that turned out pretty funny. That was pretty funny. I like that. Is a that was a was it um Doctor Who derelict or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, yes, if we were to get what he asked, GBA games, right? If they become available for Nintendo Switch Online. Yep. Which ones would we want? Did he say three that we said three, for? but I picked four okay. just because I found a fourth after making my three and I didn't want to scrap any. So <laughs> I have four. All right. So I have I would want, I think I didn't just pick three either. I have, I would want all the Metroid games, all the Castlevania games. <laughs> also, I did put a couple, uh, I put a, a single ones down. I put Drill Dozer. Oh, I forgot I about that, that one. That was a lot of fun. And Doom. But then I wrote down, well, I guess I have that on the Switch now. So I don't need to have that for GBA. <laughs> right. So, but yeah, those are all the Metroid games. Resolution is probably more accurate than the GBA. (laughs) Probably. Those are the ones that came top to mind. I didn't look at a list or anything like that. It was like first thing that came to mind. And that's why I I pulled a list. And then, (laughs) yeah, if I pull a list, I knew I know there would be a lot more. But I I have a hard time doing laying down. I narrowed down to a single Metroid game. I said Fusion. I think that's like my one favorite Metroid game. And then. Legend of Zelda Minish Cap. That is a game that I've been wanting to yes. play again lately. Yes, that and is a good one. I forgot about that one. I, I picked Golden Sun. I've heard some good things about the GBA version, and I've never played that. And then WarioWare Twisted, which could be done with gyro controls. Nice. I would Just, want, if it was possible, it, might, it would have to be some way to do it. I don't know if there's sensors, if the IR sensors on it would be able to help, but uh, bulk tie. Oh, the, yeah. That would be a cool one to have if we could get that one. Because it's one I didn't get to play, and I wanted to play it so much just because of that mechanic of being able to, you know, sunlight and nighttime being seen with the whatever was built into the Game Boy game. So. I just thought that was a real cool mechanic. And then you play your game to that. And I know we do that now with Animal Crossing with the clock built in and all that kind of stuff. But maybe you wouldn't necessarily have to use the camera to look at the what it's like outside. But yeah, and then it'd be kind of interesting. Then his other question, do you think it'll have additional costs? Yeah, I think we kind of talked, touched about that earlier in the show. I don't oh, think yeah. they, I don't think they will. Right. Or at least if they did, it'd be a bad idea. Now, see, that's. I've kind of gone, had the thought, because it's been asked before, would they do that after each system? Would they make it a tier-based system? I think it's possible, 
so where it's like like an optional package on top of the base. Yeah, saying here you I'll, you have these NES games whether you want them or not, but if you want GBA, we need five more bucks. If you want Super Nintendo, we want five more bucks. I hope they don't do that. Yeah, I can. It's definitely po- possible, but I, I'm I'm hoping it's if you're a subscriber, you got access. Let's right. say Tetris. I, same here. They, did, they didn't charge us extra for Tetris. Yeah, it, like I said earlier too, it's like I hope before they decide to raise any prices, they get it right first. Right. You know, and then because that's the same model, everybody, and that's I see that's where Disney Plus is going to go. Yeah, it's a great price right now. What twelve ninety nine for? ESPN, Disney, and and Hulu all together. I know it's going to end up going up in a uh, yeah, you know within a year or two. <laughs> I don't I don't care about ESPN. I already get Hulu free from my cell phone company. Mm-hmm. So same here. And uh, I already have. About I'm, I'm, I'm already having to strip back what services I have, and you know, like I. Like I, I, I had CBS. I took, I got rid of that. I still have DC Universe. It's like garbage app, but they, have, but they have shows on there I want to watch. Yeah, yeah, we did the same here because we had uh, PlayStation View, and we were watching YouTube and and Netflix more than regular cable network channels, you know. So I canceled that. Yeah, there's. I would, I would love to get rid of cable, but there's still too many things I, I want to watch that I can't watch in real time, so I DVR it. Yeah. And if I have to rely on streaming, I probably would never find the time. But it's at least if it's DVR, I know it's there waiting for me whenever yep. I'm ready for it. Believe me, we struggled with that too, but then we yeah. just kind of like, just did it. <laughs> yeah, like the, all, all the, DC sh- the, the DC shows on the CW, mm-hmm. you know, I, I watch all of them, and I'm looking forward to seeing how they pull off Crisis on Infinite Earths. I don't watch that those shows, but I'm interested in that part myself. That looks very intriguing, especially with like multiple Supermans. That's crazy. Oh, looks like we're streaming again. YouTube's been up for ten, almost ten minutes now. <laughs> oh, hi everybody! Probably everybody's gone now, just already. But <laughs> I think there's only two people left. Oh, they still. I, I said I said in the chat that I, I'll upload the video that I'm recording. Okay. And put that up live instead of the stream like I like I usually do. Okay. Well, we have our all right our so podcast anyway. How, so how all right. are we? So we're almost two hours in. Okay. Um. One. This is the this is the a voicemail I wanted Marty to answer, but since he's not here, <laughs> so here's the last one. Hey, dads. This is Warren G. Akers. Uh, I remembered you guys talking about the uh, Taco Bell nacho fries several several months ago, but uh, I just tried the uh, uh, Burger King tacos, kind of a switcheroo between those two places. Uh, have any of you tried that? What do you think? I'm scared to try it. I, <laughs> I'm just scared. Uh, I've had bad experiences with Burger King food in the past. I love their Whoppers. I love their chicken sandwiches. I just had a bad experience at the one that was close by. And so that one I just don't go to and we don't make an effort to go to any other one. So I'm just kind of scared to try the Burger King taco. <laughs> yeah, I saw them and I was curious, but I'm, I'm, I'm doing a keto diet. So yeah, uh, 
no nor tortilla shells for me. Um, I could definitely order one and just have the insides, but I'm, I'm paying a dollar for just a pile of meat. Yes. And, it's just <laughs> not, and probably the sauce they use probably isn't keto friendly yeah. anyway. Because uh, I actually ordered a Whopper last weekend with no bun, and it's just a sad looking thing. And <laughs> you know, yes. With with if you look at that, if they have no bun. Was, right, but it was it still tasted good, but it's just not the same. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, if if I'm betting if Marty was here, he would have probably talked about uh the taco place he does like going to. I forget the name of it, but he's usually talking about that place that they like to go to. Do you remember what that what that taco place is? I do not. There's one that he always talked about. It's like. He loves it. So. Every once in a while, I'll still, still hit Taco Bell. But, uh, you know, again, so many of the things have rice in it, and you, the sauces are probably have so much sugar in it that I shouldn't. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, speaking of which, here, Taco Bell. I don't know if you nice. can see this with the light. Yep. yep. That's what I had for dinner on my way home. <laughs> nice. Had to do a. It was a long day and just decided to eat on the road home. But I guess that's the last voicemail, right? Yes, that was it. Um, I think he said that might have been something else, but I don't have available. I think it was something on Patreon, but I don't have it up. So, oh, well, we I... do have the email, right? Oh, yeah, we have an email. Uh, where did it go again? Okay, it's from Mikey Bridget. So I was pondering this question and thought I'd ask y'all opinions on it. And he actually said y'all. You know, why apostrophe IL? You didn't make that up for him. I did not. It's common for movie studios to release the digital version of their films weeks in advance of the physical release, while video game companies do digital and physical releases on the same day and date. What are your thoughts of video game companies ever going to a model of selling a digital copy of a, of a game weeks ahead of a physical copy, and would that change your buying habits? I like this question. I I think we've already we're already seeing it, especially with some of the indie games where they first distribute it digitally and then they sell a physical copy, depending on how well it does later on. Well, some of those I don't think are necessarily intended from the start. They right. Just it, uh, limited run games. Says, hey, want some money? <laughs> right. <laughs> I know it's not set up that way. I like like this person's right. talking about but it's just but, like i said it's kind of that way but yeah i'm presuming I he's talking about more like games from more Microsoft deliberate or games from microsoft yeah more planned or, plan. or uh, on the other systems or you know nintendo proper but yeah. since i'm like 99 percent digital anyway it doesn't change anything on me i would love right. to have a game a few weeks early i think it would be good because it's uh it would get people the double dip, especially because they I've done that before with uh, Metroid uh, Return of Samus for the 3DS. I had pre-ordered it, I think, on Amazon or GameStop or something like that. And I, but I wanted to play it right away. So I bought it digitally and downloaded it that night at midnight. And then uh, and then went and picked up the. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the few games I do have the cart for because I I think it came 
bundled with the Amiibo, or it came bundled with something else? I don't remember what it was. It was a... Uh, I have it somewhere around here, but it was a special package thing that you got. So, not like the UK's version, which was pretty sweet. It had a little Game Boy case, uh, a cartridge case, which was the shape of the original Game Boy cartridge. That was really cool. But it came with a keychain. Uh, our version. I don't even remember what I got. I don't have anything. I don't have it at my desk anymore. If I if I if I did have it. Yep. Yeah, I did buy that special edition. That's why I got that one and kept it in the box while I had the digital version on my 3ds. So I did double dip there, and I think that's mainly what it would kind of appeal to. You'd get. You get people who only buy physical and will wait for that, but if they really want to play a game, they're gonna buy they're gonna buy that digital version. Right. And with movies, sometimes they even have you know, you can digital purchases available on day one, then physical purchases available on day eight, but then you can't rent it for like another two weeks after that. So they they really want you to buy it in one form or another before renting it <laughs> right yeah that makes sense yeah with, with, with Netflix I very rarely buy game buy movies anymore I, I pretty much rent everything I still buy like DC animated movies okay like they just recently had Batman Hush but, yeah I, still, uh, I did see that but yeah those I'll buy but uh, don't buy much of anything else yeah, we usually buy, it's usually been for sure titles that we buy is like Pixar movies um, and Marvel movies. <laughs> this is usually what we've been buying for sure. And we actually did buy Shazam because so, we like that one. So and Sammy loves that one. So yeah, like, and it's usually movie. digital. Yep. So, but yeah, for me, I think it's... Uh, I think it's it wouldn't hurt if they did it that way, you know, get it digital first and then buy physical later. Like, oh, I forget which game it was, but there was a company who released their it went gold and they said, well, we're going to release it uh, digitally right now because it's available. And then we'll figure out the physical date, uh, physical copy at a later date. I forget which game that was, but it was one that was for the switch. Okay, I do remember that happening a few times, but I can't think of any examples. Yeah. You know, outside of the limited run game stuff. Right. Yeah, and this wasn't one of those limited run ones. It was just that the game was done. They were like, let's put it out there, and then the physical release will come later. So, cool. All right. So, thanks everyone for the questions, and we'll. Uh, be looking forward to more voicemails coming up uh, i think <laughs> after after this little marathon after eight yes all right so let's try to remember where i placed all my music here because <laughs> i rearranged well while, you're, while he's doing that i'll talk about the discord stuff so don't forget about our discord communities super cool monthly mayhem section if you're not in it don't forget to provide your updates to the monthly mayhem scores channel and thanks to Drew and Zablock, who have been awesome at organizing it. Thank you. 
Right. So don't don't forget we also we now have a website, NintendoDads.org, where you can see our latest YouTube videos, tweets, and podcast episodes, links to all of our social media and our Patreon page, and the Nintendo Dad shop for for all that sweet merch. <laughs> sweet, sweet merch. So yeah, if if you want to leave us a voicemail, our number is nine two nine two five N Dads or nine two nine two five six three two three seven. Or you can always email us at nintendodads at gmail.com or podcast at nintendodads.org. So, thanks for listening and sorry for all the problems. I'm glad I didn't lose power because that would have been catastrophic, being the one recording everything. <laughs> it but, would have uh, been a short episode, shorter episode than it was. I, I probably would have lost the episode. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, so, so... Marty she will be back next week. Justin will be back the week following. Gary, we'll see what if, if we can get him out of bed next week. <laughs> and thanks again, Tim, for filling in. Of course. And thanks for running the show, Jesse. No problem. And th- also thanks <laughs> to Chris Mears, John Blanco, Dave Bergensberger, and again, Tim, as being our Patreon producers. Well, this has been... In- Episode 243. Wow, that number's getting large. <laughs> getting close to 250. Yeah, it'll be our five-year anniversary then. Wow. All right, I'm getting us off track. All Go right. Ahead. So, thanks for <laughs> listening. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Please understand. Definitely.